0: Hey guys,
1: happy Wednesday everybody. Uh, as I promised today, I'm going to be having uh, a guest, uh, William Fink. He's a Christian uh, identity pastor. Um, one of the chat room uh, attendees had suggested that I have him on because of some of the uh, problems I have with uh, the biblical text. And you know, just to get a clearer perspective, I've already had two guests on uh, from Christian Identity, but we got distracted and got off onto other issues, and so I never really got to uh, get into the the heart of the matter of of where they're coming from. So uh, I figured he'd, he'd be a great guest to have on for you know for that as well. So with no further ado, let me uh, welcome William Fink. Uh, welcome to the show, William. Hello.
2: Good morning. Praise Christ.
1: Great to have you on. Thank uh, you. It's
2: great to be here,
1: yeah, we've got a break coming up in a couple of minutes, but I thought uh we could get a little introductory uh thing going on here, just you know to touch uh on a few important points um the whole idea of Christian identity is pretty much based on uh, its foundation is based around the idea of what's called the two seed line concept between Jacob and Esau. Could you elaborate on that uh re- really quickly and hopefully we'll get that in at least before the break.
2: Well, well, that's one way to summarize Christian identity: that the two seed line, that there were two races which came out of the Garden of Eden, and that they are encapsulated. This is encapsulated in Genesis chapter three, fifteen, and all subsequent history has been built around the struggle of those two races. Oh, so
1: it's it's not even necessarily around Jacob and Esau then?
2: Well, well, it manifested itself in first-century Judea in Jacob and Esau. Because in 2nd century B.C. Judea, the Edomites had had fully infiltrated into the nation of Judea, just like they've infiltrated America and Britain today. And and they took over that kingdom by the time of Herod the Great, who was an Edomite, who bribed the Romans for the kingship.
1: And so you as a Christian identity uh, member, you wouldn't call them Jews as they call themselves. You'd call them Edomites, right?
2: Well, right. The, the Judea in Roman times was a political demarcation. It was a political unit. It was not a, a, a nation in the ethnic form of the word. It was, it was inhabited by Edomites, by the returnees from, from the Babylonian captivity who were true Israelites or men of Judah and, and Levi and Benjamin, and, and the... Um, the Edomites had come to gain political tr- control. The Edomites had dwelt there in the land of Judah since the conquest of old Judah, and they had taken that land over. Ezekiel chapter 34, 35, and 36 discuss that, and, and actually are a prophecy of that. Malachi is all about that, where... where um, God says that He loved Jacob and hated Esau. And Malachi goes on to talk about the perversion of the priesthood, and that actually did happen. And the historian Josephus outlines it in his Histories of the Judeans, in his Antiquities of the Judeans. These people, these Edomite people, infiltrated and took over that kingdom. And they're doing what, the no, same thing.
1: The same thing today. I tell you what, we got a break coming in, but uh, we'll pick up there when we get back. Stick with us, folks. Hey folks, this is Charles Giuliani from the Truth Hurts Show. Are you looking for that perfect gift to give someone that will open their eyes to the truth about 9-11 as being an inside job or about the ongoing conspiracy for world government? Then let me recommend to you my books, Piercing the Fog of 9-11 and The New World Disorder. These books are fully documented with the most authoritative and irrefutable sources that make it impossible to deny the reality that our leaders are a bunch of corrupt, tyrant wannabes who want to rule the world with an iron fist. The 9-11 book covers all the details of 9 9- Proving again that it was an inside job Including a history of state-sponsored terrorism In the New World Disorder book You'll find everything covered From how the elites hijacked our banking system Our media, academia, and even organized religion The assassinations of Lincoln, JFK, RFK, you name it Just go to Amazon.com and search for my name Charles Giuliani That's G-I-U-L-I-A-N-I And you'll see all of my available titles So again, just go to Amazon.com and check them out today
3: Teamspeak.cc is proud to announce that Teamspeak 3 is now available. Teamspeak is now more flexible, powerful, and scalable. Teamspeak software enables people to speak with one another and transfer files over the internet. Teamspeak represents years of engineering experience and is available for Windows, Mac, and Linux. Teamspeak.cc has the best integrated solutions for online gamers, virtual worlds, social networks, education, and many environment where. Thousands of users require crystal clear voice communications. Users can finally say goodbye to echo, feedback, and background buzzing noises as the evolution in quality voice communication has arrived. Go to TeamSpeak.cc to find out more. Servers now available and starting at just $2 a month. Remember, that website is TeamSpeak.cc, your total voiceover IP solutions provider. TeamSpeak.cc.
1: Hi folks, it's Charlie Giuliani here from the Truth Hurt Show. I'm here to tell you about my friend Mike Anthony, who has a great line of affordable herbal products. His products cover every known ailment under the sun. My personal favorite is Rapid Heal. Not only will it rapidly heal any injury you might be suffering from, internal or external, but it also serves as a great painkiller. He's also got a formula called System Toner, which can help you maintain your health on a daily basis, enabling your organs to function properly and provide many nutrients that are not readily available in the average diet today. He's got what's called Dragon Juice that gives you energy healthfully, naturally. He's got another blend called Infection Killer, Cancer Blaster, you name it, it goes on and on. He's also got Herbal Teas an arthritis formula. So give them a call today, folks, at 845-231-1094. Again, that's 845-231-1094. And tell them I sent you. everybody welcome back whether you're familiar with uh christian identity or not whether you agree with Christi- christian identity or not uh, one thing y- you uh, have to appreciate they do recognize the enemy they know what the problem is which is you know very unique uh within christianity for the most part is uh as you all know Christianity is totally in bed with uh, the modern state of so-called Israel and, uh, you know, this illegitimate uh, terrorist-created state. Um, you know, thinking that these are the people of God, it's so disgusting. At least Christian identity absolutely recognizes the f- the fraudulence of the whole thing. Uh, so you got to tip your hat to them for that reason, if nothing else. But anyway... Uh, so, yeah, coming back to this, the, the two seed line things. So, so, basically, when you get to the time of Jacob and Esau, you, you believe that Jacob became the, you know, the, the, the true, uh, this, the seed line of the, the true believers. Esau was the evil end of the, the seed line.
2: Well, well, yes, and that's because Esau had mixed his race. Esau had gone off and married Canaanite women, and that is why he was despised by God. Paul calls Esau a fornicator and a profane man and a fornicator in the Bible is race mixing. Fornication as described by the apostle Jude is the pursuit of different flesh. And and race mixing has caused the downfall of nation after nation. That that's a historical fact. It it could be grounded in in, in many instances in ancient history. And and um that that's just the way it is. A lot of people aren't going to like that but the truth indeed hurts that's the way it is i was interested when
1: i read the book Who um, who is esau edom I, I i never realized there were so many passages that singles out the edomites and uh you know not much good to say about them anywhere in the entire book new or old testament is uh, new new, old, new testament as well but well, the- right,
2: and, and I'm, I'm sorry, but I, I really have to get this in at this point since you mentioned that. One important facet to the, to the New Testament, Paul in Romans chapter 9 explains that God loved Jacob and hated Esau. And even though the Greek is translated very poorly, Paul is telling us that he cares about his kinsmen according to the flesh in Judea, those who are truly Israelites and he goes on to compare Jacob and Esau because the greater number of those people are actually descended from or mixed in with the Edomites. And, and they were hated and cursed by God. And they are the people who... The, the, the Judean people who became Christians lost their identity as Judeans and, and mixed in with the Christians of the, the Greco-Roman world. Well, which was, it was always... It, it was a fairly contiguous society anyway. And, and the Edomites continued their identification as, well, well, Judeans to become what we know as the Jews of later history. Now, since then, they've mixed with many other races also. But the, those Jews of history are Edomites. They, are, they have never been Israelites.
1: So, in other words, the, the Khazars, which, of course, would comprise the bulk of Today's Judaism. Would you argue that, you know, genetically they're not Edomites, but spiritually is—is is that where you're coming from? That they're because they. Well, well,
2: right. What What yeah. happened with the case? is that the Edomites are best represented in the Sephardic Jew, who is also mixed in with Moors and Arabs by, by this time in history, by by our current time. Right. But the sure. uh, the Ashkenazi Jew, which is ninety percent of Judaism, perhaps they. The Khazars were originally white. The Turks, the people that we know as Turks were originally from what we would call China today. And and that tribe that they they were the Uyghurs, U I G H U R S is believed to be the the ancestry of the Turks, and the further west they migrated, the whiter they became. And in the sixth to ninth centuries, perhaps A D, the Turks had poured into what we might call um, Kazaria, which is roughly equivalent with modern-day Kazakhstan, And Kazaria was a white nation, which had already, when, when the um, when Christianity, when the Christian lands of Byzantine Rome had, ex- had made life very difficult for the Jew to operate, a lot of those Edomites went into Arabia, and, and they are responsible for Islam. And a lot of those Edomites went up into Khazaria and into the ancient lands of Parthia. And there, there was always a, a great seat of them around Babylonia, but the, um, the, the ones that went up into Khazaria converted that nation to Islam, and they also converted a lot of the Turks. And they had a great trading empire for about three or 400 years until the coming of the Mongols drove them west.
1: So, from a, a Christian identity standpoint, this would certainly provide uh, a means to better understand why, you know, they're waging a war against white Europeans.
2: Well, well, absolutely. It, it's the, the Bible. To me, the Bible is the story of the history of the white European race. It, it's I, I can go back to the time of Abraham and, and outline world history from that time forward, there were no Germans in the time of Abraham, there were no Englishmen, there were no Brits, and there were no Italians, and we had all descended from these people and several other groups in Mesopotamia, the the Persians, the Assyrians, the the Medes, they they had all eventually migrated into Europe, but especially the Israelites. Yeah, I'm just curious, so where would other races like, you know,
1: Asians, Chinese, for example, where would they fit in with this uh, picture? Well,
2: well the, they just don't fit into it. They just don't fit into it. This, if we, we we have two choices in life. We can look at the Bible through the Catholic Universalist view, which is impossible to, to imagine that several races descended from the same couple. Or we could look at it from a view with with throwing out all of the Jesuit and Catholic dogmas, which most of the Protestant churches have also adopted, and and looking at the Bible purely in its own context and, and understanding that this is a book about one race of people who came from Mesopotamia. The Bible we can recognize as a book of truth, understanding that Western civilization arose in Mesopotamia and the Levant, Syria, about 5000 B.C. And mm. the Bible, looking at it that way and studying it from that angle, and, and it can be proven, uh, I could present many facts of, of archaeology and anthropology that demonstrate that all of those people of Genesis chapter 10, the nations descended from the children of Noah, were white people. And they did populate Mesopotamia and the Mediterranean Basin, and from there spread into Northern Europe.
1: Now, what would you say in regards to, if, you know, we go back to the story of Jacob and Esau. Well, I guess we got a break coming then. Uh, I'll have to hold that until after the break. Uh, stick with us, folks. We'll be right back.
2: is why I like talk shoes.
4: yeah
2: <laughs> actually not
1: quite on break yet
4: <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm not accustomed to the advertisements but that's okay I could deal with it. <laughs> one second
5: Heirloom Organics non-hybrid seeds are the long-term survival food solution. Heirloom Organics is the largest provider of 100% non-hybrid seeds prepared for long-term storage. Starting at just $99, the complete survival seed vault contains a one-year food garden for two people. The family, homestead, and farm packs provide for up to 12 people. Go to GetSeedsNow.com. Learn how you can protect your family and community by providing everlasting food supply from your own non-hybrid seeds at GetSeedsNow.com or call 877-980-SEED. Remember, GetSeedsNow.com or call 877-980-SEED. Remember, GetSeedsNow.com To see our extensive line of specialty seed packs, which include kitchen herbs, medicinal herbs, herbal tea, fruit, tomato, chili peppers, and many others, go to GetSeedsNow.com or call 877-980-SEED. Remember, GetSeedsNow.com
6: Hey, this is Jack Blood, host of Deadline Live. For years now, I have been cheating the multinational pharma cartels and have avoided extensive doctor bills by taking Enterfood products every day. These are the products that the powers that be do not want you to know about and with Codex Alimentarius legislation are actively trying to ban. Why? Because if you take Enterfood coconut milk powder and switch to all-organic Nutri-Cafe coffee and Coco Mojo, you won't need them. Go to enerfood.com today to learn more about how a daily inexpensive intake of nature's superfood will increase your immune system by flushing out toxins, and how this will increase your energy, stamina, and focus. You know, you can't take on the New World Order from your couch. E-N-E-R-F-O-O-D.com, or give them a call today, 866-762-9238, 762 9238 Tell them Jack Blood sent you.
7: At HempUSA.org, we offer chemical-free products to people around the world, detoxifying, self-healing, while rebuilding the immune system. We urge our listeners to please consider our largest-selling product, Micro Plant Powder. Our microplant powder is rich in silica and probiotics to help rebuild the immune system and to create a healthy stomach flora. Microplant powder is excellent for daily intake and is perfect to add to your storage shelter. We urge our listeners to please visit us at hempusa.org. And remember, all of our products are chemical-free and healthy to eat. We constantly strive to give you the best service, highest quality, and rapid shipping anywhere. And we offer free shipping on orders over $95 in the U.S., Please visit us at hempusa.org or call 908-691-2608. That's 908-691-2608. See what our powder, seeds, and oil can do for you at hempusa.org.
6: This is Jack Blood, your radio gun. You're listening to Oracle Broadcasting Network, the home of tyranny-smashing, cutting-edge talk radio.
2: Wolfe doesn't
1: change his colors, right? All right, everybody, welcome back. Thanks just flying by here. Uh, once again, my guest is William Fink, from the uh, Christian Identity uh, Church. So, <clears throat> getting back to my question before the break, uh, we got interrupted
4: there.
1: Um, just kind of wait for music to finish. Anyway, coming back to the issue of Jacob and Esau, uh, one of the problems I have is, is that when you look back at the, the story, you know, Jacob is depicted, of course, as the, the evil one, the, the, you know, the, uh, the one through whom the modern Edomite race can be traced back to. Jacob. Well, oh, that would be Esau, right? Right, and then Jacob would be, of course, the, the antithesis of that. However, when you look at the story... Jacob is the one portrayed in the book of Genesis as you know a deceiver, uh, basically lazy. He didn't go out and, and shoot his father a deer like he had requested. It was Esau that went out and did that. Uh, so, but you would say that all of that is superseded just by the fact that Esau intermarried and, and uh, corrupted the bloodline. But you know, my well, pa- well,
2: right. And the example, the example there is that. The inheritor wouldn 't gain the inheritance through his own prowess. Esau was a great hunter that 's how he, how he is illustrated in the Bible. He was a mighty man. Jacob was more of a um, i, I don 't know today we might want to consider him to be a bookworm or a nerd or or yeah, you know a softer yeah, you know more average individual and and the Bible story is telling us basically that through our own prowess we will not inherit the kingdom of God, but through obedience to God. And Jacob knew to go get a wife from among his kindred, where Rebekah, Jacob's mother, as the Bible illustrates, was troubled because of the, son, the daughters of Heth, and Esau had married into the Hittites, who, who were um, among the, the accursed Canaanites.
1: Right, but my my problem would be with that, or my question would be with that. Why did he have to resort to deceiving his father? If his father knew that he was intermarrying, wouldn't that alone have shown him that, yeah, he's not worthy to receive my blessing, I'll give it to, uh, you know, to to, um, to Jacob, simply because he didn't intermarry, you you know what I'm saying? Well,
2: right, but the Bible illustrates that, that Jacob's mother was troubled more than Jacob's father. Jacob's father loved his oldest son, loved Esau and we we have that, see that often in in our own lives where our oldest children are dear to us or or our first sons are dear dear to us, regardless of their mistakes
1: mm. yeah it's interesting, so okay, let me get back now to another point you made you- i asked about you know the Chinese and whatnot, and you said basically they they don't fit in so to understand more clearly what you actually mean by that so if if the chinese let's say don't fit in what what does that mean that they're not uh, potential heirs of the kingdom? You know, I mean, do you not feel a burden to reach out to the Chinese to convert them, you know?
2: No, I, I don't want to convert the Chinese because Christ can't, said very clearly that he came only for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. We can't manage our own people. We can't manage our own families correctly. The, the last thing we should worry about is others. <laughs> That's. It's, Christianity is not an imperialist religion. It, it's an exclusivist religion. It's about... God's supremacy. It's about obeying the, the will of God and loving our kinsmen, our brethren, as the Bible tells us. We've never done that. We've always sought to reach outside of our kinsmen so that we could control others. And, and that's not what the Bible's all about. Okay, Paul so mysterious curious.
1: Oh, sorry. I, I'm just curious where, you know, how you would uh, deal with passages like this in Acts 10, 34, and 35. I'm sure you're familiar with this one. Uh, Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation. He that fears him and works righteousness is accepted with him. How, how would you deal
6: with that?
2: Well, well, I would deal with that from the perspective and the context of, of not only the New Testament, but also of the Gre- Greco-Roman world view, was that every nation included every nation of the Oikumene, which was the dwelling place. The, the Greek writers, if you turn to Strabo and Diodorus Siculus, they mention this oikoumene quite often. Strabo describes it. It's the, the land where the Greco-Roman peoples dwelt. And, and that's always the biblical context when, when we see the word world. The word world is taken from three Greek words in the New Testament. One is, it, it should never be translated world, six times the, world, the, the Greek word eon, which is a temporal word. It describes an age, but the King James translators and many of their followers have translated it world. The other word is the Greek word oikumenei. Which simply means the dwelling place of the people of society, and by that they meant their society, and they delineated the Oikumene, and, and they knew about peoples who were outside of it, and they never considered them to be a part of their world. Yeah, the well, clearly word, they they clearly
1: weren't even aware,
2: for the most part, anyway, of uh, well, well, they,
1: the whole they world were,
2: that time. they they were to a, a much better degree than we think. Yeah, and, and oh, we, I know that.
1: Uh, they even came to the Americas, but I I don't know that all of society knew. I mean, you know, those in the shipping business certainly knew and wanted to keep that a secret.
2: Well, well yeah, you know, in the Middle Ages, that's more true of than Greco-Roman times. That there were secrets kept by the Phoenicians against the Romans and by the Phoenicians against sure. the Greeks for, for trade purposes. There would not a
1: uh, the the uh, Straits of Gibraltar, they held a monopoly on trade at right. that time. Yeah.
2: Well, well. Anyway, the third word word translated world is the most popular, and that's cosmos. But cosmos does not mean the planet. Cosmos is a uh, cosmos is an an adornment or an arrangement. And in Greek, the cosmos is the adornment and arrangement of the oikoumene, which is the Greek dwelling place. And therefore, cosmos should probably be translated on most occasions, as society and not as world. We can't take the idea of the Greek cosmos and extend it to the planet. And, And if these other races, since they don't have any descent from the Adam or the Noah of the Bible, they certainly don't have any inclusion in it. God's plan for them is, well, whatever it is, it's not his plan for us.
1: So, what about passages like this? Paul, writing in Galatians three twenty six, says, "There's neither Jew nor Greek, but all are one in Christ." You know, he's he's trying. Well, he's
2: saying there's neither Judean nor Greek, not Jew. It's not a religious statement. It's not the Judeans. Paul had already distinguished in Romans chapter nine that he only cares about the Israelites in Judea, and goes on to discuss how God hated Esau. So we can't take this passage out of the context of that passage, right? Paul only cares about the, the true Israelites of Judea, and he's saying that there's no difference between the Judeans and the Greeks, and that is true. The Greeks descended from the Israelites. At least not all of them. There's, there, there are several different tribes that were later known as Hellenes. And right. among those tribes, the three major tribes were the Danans, the Dorians and the Ionians. And it could be proved from history and archaeology and from their own myths that the Danans came from Egypt. Mycenaean graves were found at Tel Dan in Israel. That perplexes a lot of people, but not until you understand that the Danans were a portion of the tribe of Dan of the Israelites that left Egypt and settled the Peloponnesus circa 1600 B.C. The Dorians, the Dorian Greeks came from Dor in Palestine. That can be established. It can be established in Josephus, in the book of Maccabees, and in, in, in the writings of the classics, in Homer.
1: Interesting. I tell you what, we get another break coming in though, so hold that thought and uh, stick with us folks. We'll be right back.
3: Cutting Edge Talk Radio. Online. Worldwide. At OracleBroadcasting.com. life
4: with
0: Hi, my name's Russ, and after my heart attack, I wasn't sure what was going to happen. I needed to keep on working, but now it's becoming a problem. I heard about these garlic cayenne drops and hoped it would help me. Well, I've been taking them for about four months, and the way I'm feeling now, I can see how I just might make it to retirement. Thanks to Extendivite.
8: My name's Don Whiskin, and I want you to know Extendivite works. If you're looking for more energy or just want to be as healthy as you can, now is the time to join the growing list of real people benefiting from Extendivite. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com. Extend your life with
4: Extend
10: But wait...
1: All right, everybody, welcome back. Once again, my guest is uh, William Fink. And so, let me uh, just throw one other passage in there that uh, I wanted to ask you about. This is Zach 17, 26 uh, to 28. Well, I won't read the whole thing, but just the opening part. And again, I'm sure you're familiar with this. you, you got to admit, the language here certainly does seem to encompass, you know, all races, all nations. It says, and God hath made our blood, uh, God has made of one blood all nations of the earth, for to dwell on all the face of the earth, uh, and has determined the times before appointed, you know, blah, 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 I'm sure you know the passage, The, you know, the bounds of their habitation, uh, that they should seek the Lord, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, here the, the language seems pretty plain enough, reading on the surface. Uh, God is made of all nations one blood that dwell upon all the face of the earth. So
2: how would you handle that? The, the reference, well, well, earth is land, right? That, that word is also land. Yeah. And, and the word earth, in the Hebrew, for instance, the word earth was, even though it's earth in several hundred passages, it's land in several thousand, the same word. Yeah. Now the um, the the word blood is added to the text in Acts 17, but that's really immaterial. the The reference is a reference to Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 8, where it states that when God separated the sons of Adam, He made the bounds of the people according to the number of the children of Israel. It's talking about the people of Adam. The other races cannot, um, unless you believe in in evolution or unless you believe that two people of one race can have a baby of another race, which is practically impossible, and and, um, unless you want to believe that Catholic view of the Bible, you have to understand that Adam is, is actually used many times in Scripture as an adjective that means ruddy. And that's the description given to David, for instance, in one, in 1 Samuel, where David is described as being ruddy. The word is adomi. It's the word Adam as an adjective. And, and that's what the word means, and it describes the white race. It can be ascertained that it describes the white race, because when we look at and when we understand the names outlined for the nations in Genesis chapter 10 and see how they were originally not how they are now. It's a big difference. Now they were all white.
1: Interesting. It, it, definitely a unique perspective. I, and you know, it does explain uh, it, when you view things, you know, from that perspective. Why Christ would have made statements like, you know, I came not but for the house, uh, the the sheep of the lost house of Israel. You know, why would he say that? It, it definitely limits his mission to one specific group. Uh, it's not well, universal when you read it, you know, when you read that passage.
2: The, the Bible has always been exclusive. Noah was chosen because he was perfect in his descent. And, and that's, you know, God is the author of race. Therefore, God is a racist. Racist is not hatred. Racism is love. Racism is love for and the seek for preservation of God's original creation. Anti-racism is the the willingness and the intent to destroy the races of God's creation by intermingling them. Right,
1: and that's certainly what uh, our good friends, which I refer to as elite Jew pigs, are all about. You know, keeping our borders wide open. They fought for this mass migration policy. Uh, It's just well, well, right, uh, and and tearing this country apart.
2: The hypocrisy is amazing. Because there are 1.2 billion yellow people in China, and nobody's crying out that they have to be mixed.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you go over to the modern state of so-called Israel, and you don't see that going on there either. If it's so wonderful, why aren't they employing it in their country, and how come they're not being called racist because they don't?
2: Well, well there's an incredible cognitive dissonance these last 10 years in the media. We are being told that we have to hate the Arabs, and believe me, I have no love for the Arabs, right? The word Arab is actually a Hebrew word that means mixed. But we're told that we have to hate the Arabs in the Middle East, and we're told that we have to accept them and love them in our lands in Europe and North America. That, that's, that, that's an incredible hypocrisy. And and yet here we are fighting
1: this war on terror and our border should be secure. Ah, the whole thing is so mixed up, it's unbelievable.
2: Well well that's the that's the specialty of Satan. Babylon, ba- Babel, mystery Babylon, the word Babel in, in Hebrew means confusion. Yeah, and that yeah. is but well, when I say Satan, I mean that race that's adversarial to God and to Christ that has been from the beginning. And and to me that's the, the the, the evil side of the two seed line, right? Because it is a race. I, I mean, there's no doubt that they've acted the same way for, for hundreds of generations.
1: So do you interpret the word Satan to refer you know, specifically to that, or do, do you believe that Satan is an actual uh, spiritual entity well, as well?
2: Well, well, Satan is an adjective used as a noun in Hebrew. It means anybody that's adversarial to... Oh, yeah, right. To, Anatomy. Sure. sure. And, and to me, Satan is... The adversary, which is collectively all of the descendants of Cain and Esau and Canaan who rebelled from God and mixed their race. The whole whole thing. By their very existence, they're adversarial to God because the Word of God says that a bastard, meaning somebody of mixed race, shall not enter the congregation of God. And, and that's the, his, the words are timeless. I mean, they haven't changed. Paul in Hebrews twelve eight says that you're either a son or a bastard.
1: So to put this in better in, in better perspective. So again, just to come, you know, just to use the Chinese for an example. So you're saying they don't fit in. So I mean, are they creations of God or are they some kind of um, mutated? You, you know, how does Christian identity view the, the Chinese? Well, per se? Well, they have a separate
2: not, plan of salvation uh. Christian identity as, as a well well Christ said nobody gets to the Father except through him. we can't deny his word that that 's the way it is. and he said he only came to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. The Chinese I, I see them as, um, as as being here longer than us and and the other races, I see them always being here longer than us and and um, anthropology more or less flushes that out, that could be proven, right, in, in archaeology that these other races have a longer history than ours, and I see them as the product of the original um, pre-Adamic rebellion on this planet, which we term as, in, from a biblical perspective, the fallen angels.
1: So, in other words, if, it, you know, if I was Chinese and I came to a Christian identity uh, church and wanted to join, there's, there's no room for that, right?
2: Well, well, right. No, there's absolutely no room for that. It's entirely exclusivist. I, I would advise that you probably went back to your own community and, and fit in where you belonged. And, and for, for many hundreds or thousands of years of our history, that was commonly understood, that that's the way it should be. We're, we're ordered, we're commanded by God to be a separate people. That command, and, and Peter repeats that in, in his epistle. But church doctrine doctrine has clouded all of that. Church doctrine destroys the the meanings of words. You know, Abraham was told that his offspring would become many nations. The Catholics teach that many nations would become Abraham's offspring. They take the words and, and they make them mean the exact opposite of what they mean. Christ told the Jews, you don't believe me because you are not my sheep. The Catholics teach that the Jews aren't his sheep because they didn't believe him. Those two statements are diametrically opposite. Mm. That they didn't believe him because, as he said, they were not his people to begin with. You're of your they father, learned, the devil. They were never they were never his people in the first place. They were Edomite and Canaanite infiltrators. They infiltrated Judea, just like they infiltrated London in the 1700s, or, or actually even before that, but they actually were able to take it over by the 1700s.
1: Well, they certainly are children of uh, the devil, no question about that. They're absolutely Well, well they're, their
2: actions have proven it over and over. They have been tossed out of a couple of hundred different localities at a couple of hundred times. Sure. They, they've been tossed out of every For nation in Europe yeah and, and right it's not because people don't like jews it's because people don't like the things they do and the way they act, as yeah. Paul says they're contrary to all men, and they always have been
1: yeah, you can follow that same uh type of quote all through the the centuries the millennia many many people have made that statement uh, for good reason uh, you know, it's not just because they don't like these people these people don't like us they've been warring against us consistently anyway folks another break stick with us we'll be right back The Oracle Broadcasting Radio Network is on a mission to bring you the best in
9: cutting-edge talk radio. Oracle Broadcasting is a true beacon of free speech,
1: uncensored news and relevant information that depends on the support of listeners just like you. You can help us expand our reach and inform the masses. Promote the network by clicking the socialize link on the left hand side of the oraclebroadcasting.com website. Using the simple tools provided it is easy to spread the word about Oracle Broadcasting on social networking websites, blogs, news feeds and many other ways with just one click. You can also help by becoming an oracle broadcasting member today for just five dollars a month you get access to the member stream that allows you to listen to all of the great shows from oracle broadcasting in 128k stereo cd
9: audio quality to find out more go to oraclebroadcasting.com and thank you for listening to the oracle broadcasting radio network
11: hey how's that franken food working out for you you like it why don't you quit eating it and start growing your own high-quality, low-cost food. Gardening in a Failed Economy will teach you the methods that you need to grow food just about anywhere, even on concrete. Gardening in a Failed Economy will teach you to grow high-quality, low-cost food in just about any location, just about anywhere in the world. Download a copy of Gardening in a Failed Economy from (laughs) distributedliving.net.
12: Ever wish that you could listen to Oracle Broadcasting away from your computer? Now you can, with Oracle Broadcasting's new listen-by-phone feature. This free service turns any phone into an Oracle Broadcasting receiver. Simply call 704-772-7627. At the prompt, press the Oracle Station Code 10007. That's 704-772-7627, then 10007. Normal long-distance and cell phone rates apply. Stay connected with oraclebroadcasting.com.
1: Hey folks, this is Charles Giuliani from the Truth Hurts Show. Are you looking for that perfect gift to give someone that will open their eyes to the truth about 9-11 as being an inside job or about the ongoing conspiracy for world government? Then let me recommend to you my books, Piercing the Fog of 9-11 and The New World Disorder. These books are fully documented with the most authoritative and irrefutable sources that make it impossible to deny the reality that our leaders are a bunch of corrupt, tyrant wannabes who want to rule the world with an iron fist. The 9-11 book covers all the details of 9 Proving again that it was an inside job Including a history of state-sponsored terrorism In the New World Disorder book You'll find everything covered From how the elites hijacked our banking system Our media, academia, and even organized religion The assassinations of Lincoln, JFK, RFK, you name it Just go to Amazon.com and search for my name Charles Giuliani That's G-I-U-L-I-A-N-I And you'll see all of my available titles So again, just go to Amazon.com and check them out today
3: this is the Oracle
1: Broadcasting Network,
3: the home of cutting-edge talk radio.
7: Oh, yeah.
3: Good over, coming in.
9: Yeah. All right, everybody, welcome back.
1: As promised, uh, we're getting some nasty thunderstorms here. They said today we're going to get them. Man, this is... Uh, I hope this doesn't happen. I, I got my computer plugged into a surge protector, but even sometimes with those, you never know. i, I Past couple of years, I've lost a TV. Uh, we had a strike right across the street from me. Everybody up and down the street the next day had washing machines, dryers, microwaves all out in the trash. I hope that doesn't happen we don't get them too often, but when we do, they're, they're nasty. Anyway, you'll probably be able to hear some thunder crashes here before too long. So, I guess, um, you know, I had a few questions here about certain passages, uh, but, you know, I pretty much well, already... Well, right.
2: If I could make one illustration
1: from, yeah. from
2: the Bible, from the Bible to prove my point, yeah. and, um, or to help prove my point, I mean, there's 500 places I could go. But one very clear place is Daniel's vision. Daniel has a vision, and this was definitely written in the 6th century B.C. It can be certainly established that it was. Daniel has a vision that he's relating to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon about a great empire that would come to rule over the whole world. Well, the Babylonians never ruled over the whole world. And the vision describes four coming great empires. And, And this... Vision is also related in a different way in Revelation chapter 13 and in Daniel chapter 7. But right now I'm talking about Daniel chapter 2. And Daniel says, Wheresoever the children of men dwell, you will rule over them. And and this, this beast empire, this series of empires that we consider to be the great beast of antiquity, would rule over all of the children of men wherever they dwell. Well, the Babylonians never ruled over China. And, and the four empires that Daniel describes ahead of time and extremely accurately, that they include the Babylonian, the Persian, the Greek, and the Roman. And the Romans never, dwelt, ne- never ruled over sub-Saharan Africa. The Romans never ruled over India or China. The Romans never ruled over Mesoamerica. So, so we see that wheresoever the children of men dwell only includes the people who came out of Mesopotamia in, in the first millennium and second millennium B.C., and, and wherever the white race dwelt, that beast ruled.
1: Interesting, yeah.
2: So, so the context of the Bible, the context of the prophecies, once they understood, proves, I mean, Christian identity doesn't exist it, it does not exist for Christian identity. Christian identity exists because of these prophecies. Because when you actually look at Daniel, look at the Revelation, and the Jews don't like to read these things, and they, dis- they disdain Daniel. They try to suppress this information. They work hard. They don't even read much of Daniel in their synagogues, or much of the other prophets. Yeah, they cover them with a the cloth. They covered right. them with a black cloth so they don't have to read it. And there's mm. a good reason for that. That now, when we look at these prophecies, they're entirely Eurocentric, even though at one time Europe, as we know it, was centered in, in, in the Levant, in and Mesopotamia, and, and the capital of, you know, the, the core of our people have moved west for, for um, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 years.
1: But if you read the book of Daniel, uh, for example, Daniel 2, you know, the great image and the king's dream, sure, he's talking about Babylon, Persia, Greece, Rome, but the depiction there is that these, uh, these powers are evil and God is going to crush them one day, but yet according Well, well to
2: what- right. Well, oh, okay, let's go there. Well, well, that's right. They are evil because men should not seek to rule over men. Men, I should not seek the rule over you. And the powers that create, it's the dragon that gives its power to the beast, as we learn from Revelation chapter 13. And the dragon is Satan, is that race of the Jewish moneylenders who have given their power to every empire for 5,000 years. Okay, so They've I'm, I'm just been trying to... behind the oppression of men oh, for sure. 5,000 years. So I'm just
1: trying to get a better handle on where you're coming from. So in that context, then, that you know, even if you're part of the, uh, you know, the line of Jacob or whatever, you shouldn't rule over men. What do you do then with all the passages and there's so many you can't even count them uh, in the Old Testament where God is commanding, I guess, what would be the line of Jacob, you know, through through Moses through Joshua. If, if I'm understanding you correctly, that would be Jacob's line, right? Right. He's commanding them to go in by force to take over cities. Um, you know, isn't that ruling over men or you wouldn't consider cities, them? Men?
2: Those cities they were, taken, they were told to take and destroy, those cities belong to the Canaanites. Or the Edomites. We were told, well, well the Canaanites, the Edomites are one branch of the Canaanites, right? Canaan so, was cursed. And the yeah. Edomites were one branch of the Canaanites. And when we see that the history in Genesis, we can see that the Canaanites mixed themselves with two much older races. All right? And those two much older races are the Kenites, who were the descendants of Cain, outlined in Genesis chapter 4. And the Rephaim. The Rephaim are the children of the giant. And they're yeah. still alive... No. At the time of of, of, um, David, Goliath Goliath was one of the Rephaim. He wasn't really a Philistine by race, even though he was in their army. The Rephaim, there was a valley of the Rephaim in the Levant, in Palestine, and that's where the Rephaim dwelt, and the children of Israel are later in the book of Chronicles described as destroying a lot of them. But some of them are still with us today. Andre the Giant, I'm sure, and, and a lot of those no Jewish... There's a lot... It could be... If you look up Jewish giants on, the, on is, Google... Is, is he Jewish, Andre? Well, well, he comes from that same stock of Edomite and, and Canaanite that had moved into southern Russia. Wow. He comes from that same stock, and we find a lot of people who are Jews that have that gigantic... That, that giantism, that, that gene... And, and they, they descend from basically a dwarf race will produce these giants every now and then. And this is, I have this in articles from the New York Times even, admits this. And I
1: and this a kid, and his thumbnail was the size of my whole palm. The guy was huge.
2: Well, well right. I saw him in person and, and yeah. when I was a kid in Jersey City, and his head was like the size of my entire chest cavity. It was, <laughs> it, was like a, it was like a very large watermelon. It was incredible. And and I I believe that he was one of them. I'm using him as an example that some of these people are still with us today. And and they're produced, they're found in the the Caucasus and and northern Mesopotamia and southern Russia. They're found in that region as as originating there. They come from the Jews of that region. Every once in a while there's a throwback and and one of their children is just huge.
1: So logically speaking, I'm just not trying to be facetious, I'm just curious, you know... Following the line of reasoning that you're using, you know, like to explain why Moses was ordered to go into these cities and take take them over, blah blah blah. Why is Christian identity not following that today? Don't you feel a burden that these evil races are, are or this evil race of Edomites is, you know, our mortal enemy? It's ruining the planet. In, in the name of God, why why isn't the sword being taken up today, or maybe the Uzi?
2: Well, well, there's several reasons. First, we our ancestors lost that commission back then when they failed to follow through on it. You'll see that it says right in the book of Judges, the book of Joshua, it says explicitly that because you did not destroy these people when I commanded you, they will be thorns in your side and pricks in your eyes. That's what it says. And and they have been to this day. There's still thorns in our sides and pricks in our eyes. Just turn on your television. You'll see it all day. <laughs> mm-hmm. That the, um, we, we lost that commission when our ancestors failed. It was taken from us. That's just the way it is. Today, our ancestors in the time of Samuel demanded a king. God was supposed to be our king. We were supposed to have no other king but God and follow his law. Because we demanded a king, an earthly king, he said, the first man he set over us was Saul, and Saul was absolutely unjust, right? And, 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 and we've been punished ever since because we preferred the rulership of men rather than the rulership of God. Okay, I'll tell
1: you what, uh, we're coming to our halfway point here. we got another break coming in, but uh, stick with us, folks. We'll pick up there when we get back.
3: For online gamers, virtual worlds, social networks, education, and many environment where thousands of users require crystal clear voice communications. Users can finally say goodbye to echo, feedback, and background buzzing noises as the evolution in quality voice communication has arrived. Go to Teamspeak.cc to find out more. Servers now available and starting at just $2 a month. Remember, that website is Teamspeak.cc. Your total voice over IP solutions provider. TeamSpeak.cc
1: Hi folks, it's Charlie Giuliani here from the Truth Hurts Show. I'm here to tell you about my friend Mike Anthony, who has a great line of affordable herbal products. His products cover every known ailment under the sun. My personal favorite is rapid Heal. Not only will it rapidly heal any injury you might be suffering from, internal or external, but it also serves as a great painkiller. He's also got a formula called System Toner, which can help you maintain your health on a daily basis, enabling your organs to function properly and provide many nutrients that aren't readily available in the average diet today. He's got what's called Dragon Juice that gives you energy healthfully, naturally. He's got another blend called Infection Killer, Cancer Blaster, you name it. It goes on and on. He's also got Herbal Teas, an arthritis formula. So give him a call today, folks, at 845-231-1094. Again, that's 845-231-1094. And tell him I sent you. This is the Oracle Broadcasting Radio Network.
6: Visit us online at oraclebroadcasting.com.
1: Welcome back. Yeah, I'm sure flying. We're already halfway through the show. Okay, so I, I'm pretty uh, sure how you're going to answer this, but I, I wanted to run a few other passages by Exodus 32, 26 to 29. Uh, it says, Moses stood at the entrance to the camp and shouted, All of you who are on the Lord's side, come over here and join me. And all the Levites came. He told them, This is the word of the Lord, the God of Israel. Uh, He says, Strap on your swords, go back and forth to the ends of the camp, uh, killing even your own brothers, friends and neighbors. The Levites obeyed Moses, and about 3,000 people died that day. Then Moses told the Levites, Today you have been ordained for the service of the Lord, for you obeyed him, even though it meant killing your own sons and brothers. Because of this, he will now give you a great blessing. Uh, You know, when when I read passages like this, to me it portrays an incredibly downright evil deity who delights in suffering. And... You know, I have, I have a hard time uh, seeing how this could be interpreted as warring against Edomites when it's right within the camp of Israel and family members of the Levites themselves. How, how would you deal, you know, with things like that?
2: Well, while the people fell into idolatry and, and all of the devices of our enemies. Well, we've been punished in this nation today. We are losing our position in the world Because we are worshipping the idols of the Jews. And the day is coming that we also are going to be punished, just like those ancient Israelites are punished, because judgment starts at the house of God. It always does. It's always his people who are punished for following his enemies more than his enemies are punished. And first. That's That's the pattern set. In the scripture, and today we have many people of our own race who are off, totally engrossed in Hollywood, totally engrossed in the sports gambling entertainment. Are those people any good to our race?
8: No. No, I hear you there.
2: And and that's that's the example. They fell into that idolatry at that time. But you know, the the truth
1: is, though, a a lot of people in this country who are duped by this. they honestly don't even know what's going on. They don't know that they're following these evil people and that they're victimized by their, uh, you know, their their evil uh, finaglings. They, they, they don't even know. To them, that's American culture, and they're just going along with it and, 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 and don't even, in fact, see anything wrong with it. You know what I mean? How could a, a loving God hold them accountable for something like that?
2: Well well all right, people are held accountable for their actions and, and they don't want to believe that, and the Jew tells them that they don't have to believe that. But no. that doesn't make it any less true.
13: But
1: can can you understand my predicament? I you know, I was a, a an avid Bible believer. And uh but be, you know, because of studying more closely into passages like this and seeing the the, the sheer large number of them I'm seeing a schizophrenic God here because, you know, Christ came along and said, he that kills with the sword uh, will die by the sword. You know, he rebuked Peter for taking his sword out of his sheath and cutting off one of the ears of the the Roman soldiers. So, you know, this is the same God or the son of that God, whatever,
2: that commanded
1: these slaughterings. What's going on? You you know, this God doesn't change.
2: The Revelation passage is severely mistranslated. I I
1: tell you what, we've got another break coming in, so we'll pick up with that when we get back. Stick with us, folks.
2: Heirloom
5: Organics Non-Hybrid Seeds are the long-term survival food solution. Heirloom Organics is the largest provider of 100% non-hybrid seeds prepared for long-term storage. Starting at just $99, the Complete Survival Seed Vault contains a one-year food garden for two people. The family, homestead, and farm packs provide for up to 12 people. Go to GetSeedsNow.com. Learn how you can protect your family and community by providing everlasting food supply from your own non-hybrid seeds at GetSeedsNow.com. Or call 877-980-SEED. Remember, getseedsnow.com. Or call 877-980-SEED. Remember, getseedsnow.com. To see our extensive line of specialty seed packs, which include kitchen herbs, medicinal herbs, herbal tea, fruit, tomato, chili peppers, and many others, go to getseedsnow.com. Or call 877-980-SEED. Remember, getseedsnow.com.
6: Hey, this is Jack Blood, host of Deadline Live. For years now, I have been cheating the multinational pharma cartels and have avoided extensive doctor bills by taking Enterfood products every day. These are the products that the powers that be do not want you to know about and with Codex Alimentarius legislation are actively trying to ban. Why? Because if you take Enterfood coconut milk powder and switch to all-organic Nutri-Cafe coffee and Coco Mojo, you won't need them. Go to enerfood.com today to learn more about how a daily inexpensive intake of nature's superfood will increase your immune system by flushing out toxins, and how this will increase your energy, stamina, and focus. You know, you can't take on the New World Order from your couch. Enerfood.com, or give them a call today, 866-762-9238, 866-762-9238. Tell them Jack Blood sent you.
7: At HempUSA.org, we offer chemical-free products to people around the world, detoxifying, self-healing, while rebuilding the immune system. We urge our listeners to please consider our largest-selling product, microplant powder. Our microplant powder is rich in silica and probiotics to help rebuild the immune system and to create a healthy stomach flora. Micro plant powder is excellent for daily intake and is perfect to add to your storage shelter. We urge our listeners to please visit us at hempusa.org. And remember, all of our products are chemical-free and healthy to eat. We constantly strive to give you the best service, highest quality, and rapid shipping anywhere. And we offer free shipping on orders over $95 in the U.S. Please visit us at HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608. That's 908-691-2608. See what our powder, seeds, and oil can do for you at HempUSA.org. All right,
1: guys. Welcome back. we got a much longer segment now coming up, so we won't be looking at another commercial break for the better part of 10 minutes here. Um, would you say, Pastor uh, uh, Fink, that... Well, I think you would say that other races, even back in ancient times, uh, in, you know, not just in modern times, this, this is, was the case from the beginning... Uh, in a modern context, you know, we use the Chinese, but in ancient times, pretty much, you know, any other nation was unconvertible. Because this message, not only in the Christian era, the gospel message, but in ancient Israel, the the, the whole message of the Old Testament was not applicable for other nations. That's what you're saying, right?
2: Well, well, right. It's not They, they don't have that history in the Old Testament. They're, they're right. outsiders. Right. So, are, are you saying that these people were unconvertible? Yes, they are unconvertible, and, and their actions prove that they're unconvertible. Their okay. actions in, throughout all history proved they're unconvertible. Oh, no, no, I'm not,
1: about, I'm not talking about the Edomite line. I'm, you know, I'm talking no, about...
2: No, I, I'm talking about the Chinese and, and the blacks and, and yeah, all yeah. those people. Okay, so that being the
1: case, though, what do you do with, for example, in Exodus 12, God told, quote, the children of Israel, uh, that those who join their camp, you know other nations who come in people from other nations who join their camp let them be accepted among you as though they were born among you you know
2: that well, well right and and that's a true statement but it can't be taken out of the context of the oikumene there were many other descendants of noah besides the children of israel and the israelites could not have married israelites right i mean the original sons of jacob had to marry outside of their immediate family, right? That the Persians, the Elamites, the Assyrians, who is Asher in Genesis chapter 10, the, the Ionian Greeks, who had much intercourse with Egypt and the Levant, the Egyptians themselves, they were right. all originally okay, so still, white people.
1: Yeah, still part of Jacob's. Okay. I, I mean,
2: right. This, right. So There were different words translated stranger. There are five different words in Hebrew. All translated stranger in the Old Testament. They all had a distinct connotation at one time, which has been lost. Okay so you
1: know it's an interesting perspective and it certainly seems to answer a lot of uh, of questions my my problem one of my problems though would be you don't get this from reading the text outright it's it's not clearly stated you have to well, well it's
2: not stated according to the translations and and that's because there are several different words for man there are several different words for Stranger. My point is,
1: nevertheless, to get this, you know, you basically have to be a scholar or depend on others to, to, you know, to dig into it. Uh, People don't even have the time. My point is, an all-wise God, why would he give us a book that really, you know, is limited in, 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 in people's ability to even understand what it's saying? It's very confusing to arrive at the conclusions you're talking about. Again, it's not available for the average reader. Edomite or non-Edomite? Well, well
2: if, you, or, uh, you know. if, if you examine the text itself, if you examine the, 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 the curses of disobedience, for instance, in, in Deuteronomy chapters 28-29, we have curses, we have blessings of obedience and curses of disobedience. Now, the horse is already long out of the barn, right? This applied to our ancestors 3,000 years ago. Well, Well, they were told that they would be blinded. They would be put out of the nation. They would be put out of the civic life and, and the, the peace of God, and they would be blinded as to who they are for their disobedience. And, and that that's, that's actually happened. But even when Paul makes statements at, such as at 1 Corinthians chapter 10, right? Paul's talking to the Corinthians. The Corinthians are, for the main, they're Dorian Greeks. And Paul tells them, "...all our fathers were under the cloud, and all our fathers were baptized in the cloud and the sea." You have to really understand classical history to understand how the ancestors of the Corinthians could have been with Moses in the Exodus. But that's what Paul's saying.
1: Okay, but say- we're still stuck, though, with this problem that, um, that you know, as far as I'm concerned, you just can't get around. We We, we still are dealing here with a God who almost schizophrenically, is, a, is liable to change at any given moment. Where Not one minute, at all. Well, yeah, he, he is. Because one minute he's patting you on the back, I love you, my child. But the minute you break the Sabbath, for example, in Moses' day, you're going to be stoned.
2: Just for something like that. And you know, Well, well this life accounts for nothing, right? This life is fleshly. This life... We are to be tutors under the law, right? That's what Paul explained to the Galatians, who were actually Celts, who came from Israel also. Paul explains that the law was our tutor. We were to learn lessons by it. This life is transient. The next life for our people is permanent. We, the lessons that we learn in this life about the consequences of obedience and disobedience to God, we will take with us. That's the life that counts. This fleshly life should mean nothing to us. But you're
1: still dealing with a God that sends a completely mixed message.
2: Christ Christ says if you... If you love me, keep my commandments. When you read the Revelation, Christ is not that warm, fuzzy... Oh, no. um, He's on a God's horse with a sword, chopping everything up. <laughs> absolutely. A- and we either learn to be obedient to his word, which is not difficult. All we have to do is keep the Ten Commandments. We keep all the laws. No, God. but
1: do, do you understand my question? If this God is going to judge me, if I was a, a warrior, merciless, uh, and went out and slaughtered everything with the sword against what Christ said, he that kills with the sword will die by the sword, you know, how can he
2: no, judge No, that's... What's that? I'm sorry. That's not what it says.
4: That's not what, what it what,
2: says. Revelation is, chapter 13 is not teaching... Crime and punishment it's teaching predestination and i could establish from the greek that revelation 13 verse 10 says if one is for captivity into captivity he goes if one is for no,
1: he said to uh, after peter chopped off the uh, the soldier's ear he said he that kills with the sword will die by the sword
2: i i would have to have a passage because i, I don't even um
1: yeah he said put your sword back he in he
2: have. Right, right. He may have said that, but is that is that for um, for all time, or is that for Peter at that time? Right, right. Is Paul te- is Christ teaching crime and punishment, or is he teaching the inevitable outcome of Peter's actions?
1: Well, because I mean, most you know, of those so that people, all through the New Testament, Paul talks about loving your neighbor and you know returning. Well, well, your
2: neighbor is your neighbor can only be one of the sheep, right? The the word. The, the word neighbor in but the Greek is right actually a
1: passage where Moses wasn't commanding the slaughter of Edomites. He was commanding the slaughter of uh, Levites, yeah. fellow and, Levites, and he was
2: killing. Doing so for their disobedience and their, their
1: fall into idolatry. But, but that isn't love because God says, With loving kindness have I drawn thee. I lead you to repentance through loving kindness. Well, well, they they had, had their
2: chance to repent after the golden calf incident, and but obviously but, 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 well, some of them didn't repent. Paul
1: says that it's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance, right? But yet you see instances where there's no goodness involved. God is outright slashing with the sword and instilling fear. Yet Paul also says that God doesn't give us the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. It's this mixed message, uh, uh, Gloria, I have a problem with. It's not consistent. I don't see this God as being consistently loving, nor is he consistently, you know with the sword he goes back and forth
2: well, well when you're obedient he's consistently loving and when you're disobedient he's consistently punishing and, and that's what we have to
0: learn that's yeah. what we have to get over that, that's, that's a contradiction
4: anyway
0: we. hi my name's Russ and after my heart attack I wasn't sure what was going to happen I needed to keep on working but now it's becoming a problem I heard about these garlic cayenne drops and hoped it would help me. Well, I've been taking them for about four months, and the way I'm feeling now, I can see how I just might make it to retirement. Thanks to Extendivite.
8: My name's Don Wiskin, and I want you to know Extendivite works. If you're looking for more energy, or just want to be as healthy as you can, now is the time to join the growing list of real people benefiting from Extendivite. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com. Extend
4: your, life with extend your
10: You know the Constitution like the back of your hand. You've read books, listened to podcasts, attended lectures, surfed websites, and watched videos. You've made liberty your life's goal. But something seems to be missing. Stickers from LibertyStickers.com Exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers. That's LibertyStickers.com But wait... (laughs)
3: <laughs> you are listening to the Oracle Broadcasting Network, the home of cutting edge talk radio. Mm-hmm.
13: right, guys, welcome back.
1: There's some shows. I wish we could skip the breaks, but uh, no control over that. Anyway, uh, yeah, we were talking during the break, folks, and I I, I got a a glimmer of another point that um, an answer to another question I had. I was asking uh, William Fink about, you know, Jews today who are opposed to, to Israel, and, and I've said this before, and it's true. A lot of them folks are, are, are outright fakes. Oh, there are some genuine ones, no question. But a lot of them, especially at the at, at the top levels that you know organizing these anti-Israel Jewish protests, at the top they're frauds. They're designed just to sucker the goyim. But at the same time, I personally know some of these uh, these people. I have a friend from Israel who first opened my eyes to uh, the Mossad and how evil the Mossad is. I used to think the CIA was the most evil thing on the planet. He's like, oh, no, no, nothing compares to the Mossad. And at first I'm thinking, oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. No, he's absolutely right. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I see him as a very sincere person, but when we were talking during the break, your argument would be that none of these people, uh, that you know, that they're evil to the core, and that... Uh, even though they might seem sincere and they're totally against, you know, what the government of Israel is doing to the Palestinians, for example, your argument is that they're
2: irreformably evil regardless. Is that correct? Well, well, right, and and that's because first, and and the Bible tells us this, a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. Their, Their very creation, their very existence is contrary to the law of God. They... Even if you take all of the Zionists out of the picture, the Jews have still committed treachery and and for 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 a thousand years in Europe there were no Zionists. There was they had no hope of returning to Palestine as a homeland. Yet they They practiced like ritual child sacrifice, sacrificing Gentile children. To, uh, every Passover, they would drink the blood of Gentile children. There are many instances of this in, in history. William of Norwich and, and is one in one case in England. There are many famous cases in England, Germany, oh, yeah. and Italy. Oh, yeah, I, I
1: did a whole show on that recently. No question about that.
2: But uh, uh, usury is a, is another treachery. Usury is a, absolutely sure. odious to God. And, and usury, we, we have today an economy. Okay, I'm, I'm glad you brought that
1: up. Um God isn't always opposed to usury, though.
2: Well, well, the children of Israel were told that they had better take usury from outsiders so that those people do not capitalize on our goodness and the blessings which he has bestowed upon us. Today we charge our own people usury, and somebody comes over here from India and wants to buy a gas station, and he gets a good, pretty good deal, doesn't He... <laughs> He, he gets a low interest loan, and we're paying eighteen percent. The same is true with slavery. Well, yeah. well, right, slavery was a fact of the Roman of, of the Greco-Roman world, and, and Christ and Christianity respects property rights. Paul tells in, in Timothy, in his epistles to Timothy, he says explicitly that if you are a slave. Be a slave in Christ and, and remain a slave and be happy with that position. But if you have the ability to buy yourself out of it, that's fine, too. Right? And, and slavery was a fact of life in the Roman world. But yeah. Christianity respects property rights. Christianity yeah. is not communism.
1: Right. Um well, I mean, you could argue in the New Testament era, in the book of Acts, there were some communistic aspects to it, dividing everything up and well, having
2: well, 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 right, and, and that was because that's the way we should be with our kindred, but they have to be good, moral, Christian kindred, right? You can't... Communism and socialism force us to support perverts, to support aliens... To right. support people that are that are basically simply parasites,
1: and yeah. having everything common means nobody has anything except the scum at the top running the whole thing.
2: <laughs> well, well, right, that that's um that, that's the way Bolshevism works. Right, and right. and all of Western liberalism and all of Western socialism are basically just milder forms of Bolshevism. Anyway. Um
1: but coming back to one of the issues we were talking about before, in fact, I think we picked this up during one of the breaks too. We were talking about uh, the idea of God commanding, you know, the murder of children, and you, you, your argument would be that, well, it doesn't matter; they're evil from the word go, from the time of their birth, they're evil just because of their lineage. And, and I said, you know, why did God command? When Moses would go into this city and that, he would command them, you know, kill everything that breathes, spare none, show mercy to none, he says, killing even young suckling infants. And your explanation, again, is that, well, they're of the Edomite line, so they're evil from birth. Nothing but evil is ever going to come out of them. But I argued, why didn't they take these infants, who were basically blank slates, take them in and raise them? to be respectable citizens, and, and, and you know, your argument would be no, they couldn't be because they're predisposed genetically to evil. Is, is that correct?
2: Yes, a bad tree, as we're told in the New Testament, a bad tree does not produce good fruit. And John the Baptist said that the axe is already laid to the root of the tree. If Christians would stop worshipping Jews, all of this evil would be renewed, re- removed from us. Christians do not practice Christianity. Judeo-Christianity and Catholicism are basically forms that they've become, through false doctrines and perversions of Scripture, they've become forms of Judaism for the masses. And and the Jews worship themselves as their own Messiah. Oh, well, yeah. the Judeo-Christians and the Catholics are currently worshiping the Jews. It, it's the same thing. Wherein, If we read, I'm going to quote one scripture from the 2nd epistle of John each who going forth and not abiding in the teaching of Christ has not God it's very simple John's talking about the people of his own time he abiding in the teaching also has the Father and the Son if one comes to you and does not bear this teaching do not receive him into the house, and do not even speak to welcome him. For he speaking to welcome him takes a share in his evil works. Christians should resist Judaism and reject Jews. We shouldn't do business with them. We shouldn't worship their idols. They came into this country. We had built the greatest civilization in the world based on Protestant moral values and, and even Catholic moral values. I, I mean, the Renaissance in Italy was a great period, even though it was financed by Medici Jews. Right, right. The, um, and, and to a great extent it was. But we are a very inventive, creative people. All the technology and all the marvelous things on the planet have come from the white European peoples. That history shows without a doubt. And, and the um, we, we built in the 16, 17 and 1800s, even in spite of all the Jewish bankers' treachery, we built the greatest civilization in the world based on Protestant, Christian, moral values. When I have to agree with you
1: on that. Uh, the only with way to Fox? deal with these, with these people is to not deal with them. Cut right, them out exactly. of banking, cut them out of
2: uh, finance, you know, across the board. Absolutely. Well, it's the only way. We, sh- we shouldn't be taking their loans. Every time we take a loan from, from one of these mainstream Jew-controlled banks, we create their money that they use to rule over us. Yeah.
1: We're signing our own death warrant.
2: Every time we take a loan out, we sign our own death warrant. And, and yeah, sure, some people have mortgages. They can't afford to live otherwise. And and I can't really... Well, the the, the
1: truth is, though, whether we take loans as individuals, loans are being taken out in our name anyway. So this whole system has to go... Well,
2: right, that's true. But we're signing on with all this consumer loan, all this consumer credit. We're killing ourselves. Sure,
1: sure, yeah. People are going under, losing their homes. And, they, and,
2: they, and when we, we invest nice. money when when we buy movies and we buy these records. We're killing ourselves. Right. We might buy a, a record from a record company that we think is a good band, and they're taking that money and financing Lady Gaga.
1: <laughs>
2: and she's <they> a <laughs> disgusting abomination.
1: Oh yeah, we got another break coming in, folks. Uh, stick with us; we're right back. Looking for news and
3: real information. You found it. You found it. This is Oracle Broadcasting.com.
1: The Oracle Broadcasting Radio Network is on a mission to bring you the best in cutting-edge talk radio. Oracle Broadcasting is a true beacon of free speech, uncensored news, and relevant information that depends on the support of listeners just like you. You can help us expand our reach and inform the masses. Promote the network by clicking the Socialize link on the left-hand side of the OracleBroadcasting.com website. Using the simple tools provided, it is easy to spread the word about Oracle Broadcasting on social networking websites, blogs, news feeds, and many other ways with just one click. You can also help by becoming an Oracle Broadcasting member today. For just $5 a month, you get access to the member's stream. that allows you to listen to all of the great shows from Oracle
6: Broadcasting in 128K stereo CD audio quality. To find out more, go to oraclebroadcasting.com. And thank you for listening
9: to the Oracle Broadcasting Radio
11: Network. Hey, how's that frankenfood working out for you? You like it? Why don't you quit eating it and start growing your own high-quality, low-cost food? Gardening in a Failed Economy will teach you the methods that you need to grow food just about anywhere, even on concrete. Gardening in a Failed Economy will teach you to grow high-quality, low-cost food in just about any location, just about anywhere in the world. Download a copy of Gardening in a Failed Economy from (coughs) distributedliving.net. Ever wish that you could listen to
12: Oracle Broadcasting away from your computer? Now you can, with Oracle Broadcasting's new listen-by-phone feature. This free service turns any phone into an Oracle Broadcasting receiver. Simply call 704-772-7627. At the prompt, press the Oracle station code 10007. That's 704-772-7627, then 10007. Normal long-distance and cell phone rates apply. Stay connected with oraclebroadcasting.com.
1: Hey, folks, this is Charles Giuliani from the Truth Hurts Show. Are you looking for that perfect gift to give someone that will open their eyes to the truth about 9-11 as being an inside job, or about the ongoing conspiracy for world government? Then let me recommend to you my books, Piercing the Fog of 9-11 and The New World Disorder. These books are fully documented with the most authoritative and irrefutable sources that make it impossible to deny the reality that our leaders are a bunch of corrupt, tyrant wannabes who want to rule the world with an iron fist. The 9-11 book covers all the details of 11 proving, again, that it was an inside job, including a history of state-sponsored terrorism. In the New World Disorder book, you'll find everything covered, from how the elites hijacked our banking system, our media, academia, and even organized religion, the assassinations of Lincoln, JFK, RFK, you name it. Just go to Amazon.com and search for my name, Charles Giuliani, that's G-I-U-L-I-A-N-I, and you'll see all of my available titles. So again, just go to Amazon.com and check them out today.
4: Identity oh,
13: well, Welcome Coming in Alright ah. uh, everybody Welcome back
1: Got a caller waiting on the line here. In fact uh, Some of you will remember I had him on as a guest before My friend Tony uh, From South Dakota So let's go to him real quick uh, Welcome to the show Tony you're on the air
14: Hey Charlie, how you doing? Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Oh, good. Um, well, I just wanted to say I see one thing quite differently from your your guest, which is uh, um, it I I thought uh, you know that the use of a you know bad tree can't bear good fruit. Um, I didn't think we were righteous by nature. I thought we were righteous by faith. Um, I mean, did not Paul say there's neither Jew nor Greek? So irrespective of how mangled up our DNA is and how predisposed to sin we can be, uh, doesn't everyone have the capacity to, uh, to receive the grace of God? Um, how, no, how, how, how is any DNA excluded?
2: The, the first laws of God are kind after kind, and everything after its kind. That's mentioned ten times in Genesis. If you want to go violate that law, you're creating something that you can't blame on God. And, and a bastard will not enter into the congregation of God, not to the 10th generation, nay, even forever.
14: Well, okay, if I could say one thing then. You're talking about a people making a choice that's uh, violating something and for which God is not responsible, but uh, the descendants didn't make that choice. It isn't God responsible for this realm of creation that has, that has this characteristic of, of having children. So how do you then not implicate God? And, and, and how do you implicate the children? In other words, the children, you're, you're saying, according to your understanding, the children have no chance to be saved. But then you're saying that God is not to blame. They are because of the choice they made. But the children didn't make that choice. And yeah, yet God is point. the one who, to, who decided to have people have this characteristic. So it you, seems to me that your, your reasoning is, is indicting God.
2: No, no, first God foresaw all this. Even Christ foresaw universalism when he when he gave us the parable of the net, right? He said that the kingdom of heaven is like a net when cast into the sea, pulls up every kind. That word is genos. It's the Greek word race. Pulls up every kind of fish. And the good kind, singular, is put into vessels and stored away in a safe place. And the bad kind is cast into the lake of fire. Meaning that it doesn't... it. it when those people live this life... That's all they have. They don't have that spirit that God bestowed upon Adam, who was the first man of the what I would call the white race. Well, what I would have okay. to call the white race. Okay, okay. But the white race as we know it today. You either have that spirit or you don't. There's, there's a paper on my website called Broken Cisterns, that pulls up all the scripture that explains that a bastard is, is considered a broken cistern. And even in the New Testament, clouds without water. Or vessels that could hold no water. Water representing the spirit and the vessel representing the body. That's in Peter and in Jude. And it's also in Jeremiah. And and that's that as Paul says, in a good man's house there are vessels of clay and vessels of gold and vessels of silver. But and I, I
1: understand though where uh where Tony's coming from. You know, the New Testament does emphatically state, Paul is big on this, that you know, we, we have righteousness by faith. It's not something that we endemically well, have. Well
2: right, but who has righteousness by faith? The sheep that he came for have righteousness by faith. That can, doesn't Could I, inter- I interject
14: that one, more, and, thing, that, 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 I interject one more thing, then I'll then yeah. I'll stop then I'll just let you guys keep talking well the problem i have two problems with this it uh, what one is is that i mean i don't think people want to be lost you know i don't think people want to cease to exist and not exist forever is that this theology is saying that children um certain children um they they have this finite life and that's it um and i don't see how they're culpable and given that they're not culpable i don't see how god is just that's number one secondly it seems like you're saying that that the capacity to have the Spirit of God is genetic-based. In other words, the white race, they can have the Spirit of God. The black race, they can't. Which, which, okay, yeah, it's the Spirit of God that's doing it, but when you drill down further, it's the DNA that um, qualifies whether or not you can have the Spirit of God in the first place. And if the DNA qualifies it, you know, and I can't help what DNA I've got, well, maybe I lucked out. I, I lucked out. He didn't luck out. That's too bad for him. I well, well, it's God's not a
2: matter of lucking out. It's a matter of your ancestors' obedience to the Word of God.
14: Yeah, I know. But the, but again, what? But if God is the one who chose this realm of creation that has the characteristic of having children, right? The the child didn't make the choice, but he 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 is a, a beneficiary of the parent's choice. Well, what what justice is there in that? And God is the one who decided that that's the way it would work.
2: What it, justice it, I, is there in us going into the jungles of Africa and taking these people, or the jungles of South America, or, or the the mountains of the Himalayas, and taking these strange people into our nations and trying to make them like us? What justice is well, well, there because,
14: in that? Because. Uh, it, it, it's unjust. So because I'm unjust, that it's okay for God to be unjust, or is what, what's your argument? Because that it's really just, and so God is really just as well. Or is your argument that because we did those things that we were unjust, and it's okay for God then to be unjust? What is your reasoning there? Instead? Yeah, and I, well, I have to agree
9: with
4: Tony.
2: Anyway, I, I got to drop. That, right? I'll,
14: your, I'll let you guys your, go. Yours, yours
2: is not God's man's view of what's just and unjust is not the view that God has of what's just and unjust. That's just the way it is. And and we have to understand, do, but are we same time, Paul says, our justice or God's justice? You know, Paul says, uh, uh, prove all things, hold fast
1: that which is good. I I would have to say that this God is not good. and I What makes him better than the devil, quite frankly? If I was an Edomite...
2: It, it's the you know, devil's goal to mix up everything in the world... The original rebellion was caused by race-mixing. The fall from the Garden of Eden was caused by race-mixing. Genesis this, chapter this 3 is a parable back. all about race-mixing.
1: This doesn't change the fact, though, that this God is, you know, I have to say, psychopathic. For example, is, I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear comes. When your well, well, right as a desolation, and your destruction comes as a whirlwind. We're dealing with a God who takes delight and pleasure and actually laughs. Uh, You know, I don't like uh, skunks. They gross me out. They're smelly. They're dingy creatures. But, you know, I I don't like to see a dead skunk on the side of the road. I feel bad for any creature that suffers. I'm talking non-human. But, you know, even Edomites... I, I think they deserve, the, you know, as much wrath as you can pour out on them. But I personally wouldn't take delight in it. I'd say, thank God we're freed from their oppression now. But, you know, I would still hate to see uh, someone suffering on the side of the road and eat a mite or not. You, you know what I'm saying? But I'm human. I expect more from a God who's supposed to be the embodiment of love. That's what he claims, that he's love incarnated. He has less compassion for a human being, Edomite or not, than I have for a skunk. You, you, you know what That's I'm saying? Because
2: we, we in the flesh, we put too, way too well, much hey, value but on but life in the flesh. Well, well yeah, I'm, I'm, Again, I'm not trying to be facetious, but I'm just saying I, I can't accept this because what
1: makes this God any better than Allah, who commands jihad in the in the uh, the
2: Quran? Well, well, the Quran does a lot of horrible things, but the Quran is basically an, an invention of the Jewish mentality.
1: Yeah, it actually is. I just finished researching that, and the, the the Jewish uh, uh, Muhammad Muhammad was
2: a Jew. He, yeah. he, oh, yeah. was, in, he was in part by blood a Jew, and that's not coming from me. That comes but, from but my point is and Edward Gibbon. But my point
1: is, the God in the Quran, Allah, has a lot of similar attributes that the God in the Old Testament has. But you would say that that's not a problem because his anger directed where it should be. But it, it doesn't matter. Paul downplays anger as a work of the flesh. He does. He calls anger one of the works of the flesh. So God, according to the Bible, when he gets angry, he's exercising one of the works of the flesh that he's going to be condemning us for.
2: Our exhibition of anger is a work of the flesh. Yes, because our anger is very, usually it's against our own brothers. It's the same way,
1: the way God portrays it. He throws a temper tantrum and wipes out everything, or commands others to wipe out everything. That's the same kind of manifestation that extreme, uh, you know, human anger w- w- would assume. What makes him any no, better? Than no, human- no,
2: it's not, because we have to learn to, vi- to, to form ourselves to his law. Paul tells us over and over again to conform ourselves to the image of God that we were made in, that we should follow that image and not the image, the, the images that that are presented to us by the world.
1: One, William, this is kind of a God on trial thing here. We're going to be judged uh, according to Scripture. If if we as fathers take and and you know that that is a horrible thing. I'm not minimizing that. If a, if a husband takes off and his wife and leaves her to fend for herself and his kids, he doesn't support them. That's a horrible thing. And Paul is yes. going to be brought to judgment for that. However. Can it be argued that God himself is the ultimate delinquent dad who has left us, abandoned us, to fend for ourselves, and allowed these elite Jew pig scum to exploit and destroy us? Where is he? Where's the intervention? Because that's what we demanded.
2: And and he He being God, demanded. he can't help but foresee demanded. the consequences demanded. of our demand.
1: I, 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 but I didn't ask for this or demand this. I demanded
2: this. We God. demand. Our ancestors demanded that we came, right? Well, again, now we're dealing with...
3: TeamSpeak.cc is proud to announce that TeamSpeak 3 is now available. TeamSpeak is now more flexible, powerful, and scalable. TeamSpeak software enables people to speak with one another and transfer files over the internet. TeamSpeak represents years of engineering experience and is available for Windows, Mac, and Linux. TeamSpeak.cc has the best integrated solutions for online gamers, virtual worlds, social networks, education, and... Any environment where up to thousands of users require crystal clear voice communications. Users can finally say goodbye to echo, feedback, and background buzzing noises as the evolution in quality voice communication has arrived. Go to TeamSpeak.cc to find out more servers now available and starting at just $2 a month. Remember, that website is TeamSpeak.cc, your total voice over IP solutions provider. TeamSpeak.cc.
1: Hi folks, this is Charlie Giuliani here from the Truth Hurt Show. I'm here to tell you about my friend Mike Anthony, who has a great line of affordable herbal products. His products cover every known ailment under the sun. My personal favorite is Rapid Heal. Not only will it rapidly heal any injury you might be suffering from, internal or external, but it also serves as a great painkiller. He's also got a formula called System Toner, which can help you maintain your health on a daily basis, enabling your organs to function properly and provide many nutrients that are not readily available in the average diet today. He's got what's called Dragon Juice that gives you energy healthfully, naturally. He's got another blend called Infection Killer, Cancer Blaster, you name it. It goes on and on. He's also got Herbal Teas an arthritis formula. So give them a call today, folks, at 845-231-1094. Again, that's 845-231-1094. And tell them I sent you.
5: Heirloom Organics Non-Hybrid Seeds are the long-term survival food solution. Heirloom Organics is the largest provider of 100% non-hybrid seeds prepared for long-term storage. Starting at just $99, the Complete Survival Seed Vault contains a one-year food garden for two people. The family, homestead, and farm packs provide for up to 12 people. Go to GetSeedsNow.com. Learn how you can protect your family and community by providing everlasting food supply from your own non-hybrid seeds at GetSeedsNow.com. Or call 877 980 Seed. Remember, getseedsnow.com. Or call 877 980 Seed. Remember, getseedsnow.com. To see our extensive line of specialty seed packs, which include kitchen herbs, medicinal herbs, herbal tea, fruit, tomato, chili peppers, and many others, go to getseedsnow.com. Or call 877 980 Seed. Remember, getseedsnow.com.
12: Hi, this is Mike Chambers, joining live weekdays for Mike Chambers Live from eleven to three p.m. Central Time here on the Oracle Broadcasting Network.
4: I have just closed my eyes again.
1: All right, everybody, welcome back. Once again, uh, you know, I'm trying to cram as much as I can into two hours, and you just can't do it. There's so many other questions. Uh, you know, I, this, this discussion has helped me to gain a better understanding of where, you know, Christian identity is coming from, and, and and that's been good. But there's so many other problems. It's not just the character of God and the way it's portrayed with this dichotomy of love you one minute, kill you the next, but it's also problems innately within the text <clears throat> that I have uh you know, contradictions uh, in gospel accounts, numerous, numerous contradictions. I don't know if you're aware of these or not, uh, uh, William, but th- you know th- these are some other reasons why I-, I just can't accept the book anymore. Well, it,
2: well it, I'm a translator of the New Testament, right? <clears throat> yeah, I, I heard family. you actually have your own uh, version. I read Greek.
1: Yes, and I read yeah, I, Greek. Yeah, I read Greek myself, that. and these problems are there, you know, whether you're going to the Greek or not. Um, contradictions, you know, it, it, just major ones in some cases.
2: Well, well, I don't find all that many contradictions, right? And and most of the contradictions are in our understanding and, well, and not
4: observing yeah. close
2: enough the context. That's and, what I used to... Context, the audience, and the time. That's well, what we I used have to, to
1: think. I used to think it was a matter of our lack of understanding, but not, you know, now having looked into it much more carefully than ever before, it, 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 there's so many problems. Collectively, you look back at the whole mess, and you know, I, I just, I, I can't, I just can't accept it anymore.
2: Well, well, it, I, I, I see it as one. Once you understand who all the people are in the world today. And, and where they came from, and, and the, his, the full historical context, I see the Bible as a very coherent book, with a couple of exceptions that are really interpolations into the book. The Book of Esther... you can I say was just going to say the Book
1: of Esther, yeah, exactly. Yeah,
2: the Book of Esther is a romantic novel, and, and it, 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 it was loved by the people of Judea because it gave them um, their own delivery from their captivity. And, and it's a romantic novel, which was probably written in the second century BC. I could talk at great length about the Persian history fr- from the time of, of Cyrus down to, say, yeah, the, the time of um, the, the time of Darius nophis, Darius the Bastard. And, and and we don't find the events in Esther anywhere in Persian history. They cannot exist in Persian history.
1: You know, actually, I'm glad I brought that up because, or that you brought that up, Esther, because I wanted to ask you really quick. Oh, and I had a there's a call awaiting. I said I was going to give him a moment or so. But if you look at the story of uh, Joseph, now according to your understanding, Joseph is of the the the, the correct seed line of Jacob, but. Joseph, if you read the story in, uh, you know, uh, what is it, Genesis 47, 48, Joseph was an elite Jew pig. He raped <laughs> Egypt. Well, no, I mean, he did. He did the same he thing. Preserved the, he preserved Egypt. Well, but if he you read it, it says that the Egyptians were starving, and but his fellow Jews that he brought, or, or you know, Jacobites, whatever you want to call them,
2: that he brought to, to Egypt were flourishing. They were flourishing, but everybody else was starving. Where where was Egypt starving? Egypt was starving in the famine, and Egypt in the delta wasn't really, they weren't Egyptians. The people in the delta in Joseph's time were the Hyksos invaders, and Joseph used the famine to drive them out of the delta by trading them food for the land that they had taken two centuries before. This would
1: would have preceded the Hyksos. Well, it depends on what time frame you're you're fitting in. No,
2: I believe that the expulsion of the Hyksos is at the time of Joseph. You see, Joseph is um, 18th dynasty. The Exodus was the 18th dynasty under Tuthmosis. It wasn't in the 19th dynasty as the Jews tried to place it under Ramses. That's just not right. Even the testimony of Josephus, the, the Judean historian explains in his Against Apion that the, te- the exodus happened in the time of Thutmose. That's the 18th dynasty. The Hyksos came in, in at the end of the 17th dynasty, and the first Egyptian king who, who moved to pu- to push them out was Kamos. Okay? And, yeah, and I, I know what you're saying. I, I've
1: seen some pretty convincing arguments, though, to place it later at the time of the exodus. But in any case... I did promise this guy we were going to have more. Let me just go quick to this caller. I, th- there's a couple others waiting in the queue. Sorry, we're just not going to be able to have time to get to you. And in fact, I technically didn't want to have callers, uh, you know, for this reason, because it's just such a short amount of time. I'll have to get you back on, though, because there's a lot of other questions I wanted to uh, run by. Anyway, um, let's go to uh, – well, I didn't get his first name, but uh, go ahead, caller. You're on the air.
13: Yes, great, uh, good afternoon. Uh, good morning. I'm a Native American and I found that this gentleman's logic got completely flawed. It's what is used <laughs> and has been used to decimate populations around the planet, what he said about whites being the purveyors of technology and growth, that's a lie because it took Africans and Indians, Native Americans and Asians to show you exactly how to survive in the lands that you raided and raped. So based on that and based on your very Bible and your own Christianity, that's how Jews are kept in power because they know you're foolish enough to believe in the delusions that you, you put out there in your very books. Yes, you even said and you contradicted that the white races knew and that all other races were here first. You show by your own words how your people have raided the planet, and so your so-called God basically justifies the murder of people who are here before you, thriving and living happily, until you raid them and raided their country. So you explain that to your delusions and your flawed logic that make no sense. If it was not for Africans who taught Greeks, who taught Romans, your Germans, your Brits, your all types of whites that you call white would be living in caves. So you do that and follow the logic. And by the way, your very Genesis says that life began in the blackest of Africa. And so your tribes coming out of Egypt, where, by the way, Jesus went back to when he was a child, hiding among Egyptians for various reasons and learning from them. You have flawed logic. You need to go back to your Bible and go back to the professors or wherever you came from and tell them you got a bunch of lies. We're sick of hearing it. We're sick of hearing it from Jews, from the Catholics, from everywhere else. It's not going to decimate the planet.
1: I have to agree, great, great points. William, I have to agree that, you know, what you're advocating here definitely reeks of racial supremacism, and now you've even got God labeled as a racial supremacist. Quite frankly, I want nothing to do with such a God and such a philosophy. I, I, well, I think well, is it,
2: God not, it, not the author of race? It's
1: Judaism, but under a different
2: guise. Is God not the author of race?
4: Well, if he is, then I, I hold a Native
2: him American, to... I would expect him to have his views because he's a Native American. And, and he would want to get rid of all the white people, wouldn't he? It's natural for us to be racist, isn't it? Look, he didn't I, single I, I, me I out. He singles out the let, entire white race. Let, let me just he say, this. The, I, I can't stand
1: uh, what the Jews are doing to the to, you know to the white European races. It's disgusting. But I'm not for the exaltation of the white race at the expense of everybody else either. But it seems to me that that's kind of what you're hinting at.
2: Uh, you know, am I correct? Well, well, that's God, God's supremacy. We're okay. So what did really God accept these people? Why did God, in
1: His infinite wisdom, uh, William, why did He create these other races in the first place? Then, if they're so evil, and we should basically wipe we, them we out, we
2: don't have a record that He created these other races. We don't have that record. Well, and, I, I would have to hold Him. Pretty it seems to me that these though. other races—all we know from the bible William, is that there were other races
1: here before us. We must be dealing with a pretty incompetent deity to allow these scoundrels to rape and pillage us for so long without him intervening, yet we see him intervening all the time on every page of the Old Testament on behalf of his so-called people back then. Why isn't he intervening if the whites are his people today? You know, where's the intervention now to wipe out the elite Jews that are oppressing his people? The
2: intervention... Uh, well, the, first, we're promising intervention is coming. I could talk about the revelation at great length. I have a whole series of podcasts and papers, because I put it all in writing, well, William, my, my own revelation. Read, commentary. That,
1: that the philosophy you're advocating, and, and the Bible in general advocates this, that it makes people compliant with the Jew agenda. Because they say that, well, God's going to handle it one day, so I don't need to do anything. In fact, if I even try to do anything, I'm taking God's place. That's blasphemy. So I'm just no, going to sit... the Jewish
2: up. agenda is to mix all the races. The Christian agenda is to separate our race. Yeah,
1: and, and that's your interpretation. I honestly can't agree with it, but, I, you know, I, at least now I know where you're coming from. Uh, and like I said, I wish we had more time because there's a lot of other questions I did want to address. You know, contradictions in the Bible... The connections between Christianity and Essenism, I'm, I don't know if you're aware of that or not, but Jesus made statements that are absolutely 101% of Essene origin. John the Baptist came from the wilderness. He ate locusts and honey, preached uh, baptism and repentance. This is all Essenism. Christ sent his disciples out and told them, you, "You, when you go into certain homes, address them as the sons of peace. That's what the Essenes were known as. Also the sons of... Uh, of um, Uh, Well,
2: well, I've demonstrated recently that Christ taught very little that was new, right? That Christianity, Hebrewism, is Christianity before Christ. Right,
1: but I would argue that they borrowed, Christianity borrowed from non, uh, you know, from from heathen sources, if you will. Uh,
2: No, absolutely not. Greek culture and, and Hebrew culture were one and the same. Well, I tell you what, we've run out of time. Oh, this
1: stinks. I really wish we had more time. Anyway, sorry to the callers that I didn't get to take your calls. Um, we'll I have to have you on again. That's all there is to it. Okay, folks, have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Praise Christ.
6: Hey, this is Jack Blood, host of Deadline Live. For years now, I have been cheating the multinational pharma cartels and have avoided extensive doctor bills by taking Enterfood products every day. These are the products that the powers that be do not want you to know about and with Codex Alimentarius legislation are actively trying to ban. Why? Because if you take Enterfood coconut milk powder and switch to all-organic nutri coffee and Coco Mojo, you won't need them. Go to enerfood.com today to learn more about how a daily inexpensive intake of nature's superfood will increase your immune system by flushing out toxins and how this will increase your energy, stamina, and focus. You know, you can't take on the New World Order from your couch. enerfood.com or give them a call today, 866-762-9238, 866-762-9238. Tell them Jack Blood sent you.
7: At HempUSA.org, we offer chemical-free products to people around the world, detoxifying, self-healing, while rebuilding the immune system. We urge our listeners to please consider our largest-selling product, microplant powder. Our microplant powder is rich in silica and probiotics to help rebuild the immune system and to create a healthy stomach flora. Microplant powder is excellent for daily intake and is perfect to add to your storage shelter. We urge our listeners to please visit us at hempusa.org. And remember, all of our products are chemical free and healthy to eat. We constantly strive to give you the best service, highest quality, and rapid shipping anywhere. And we offer free shipping on orders over $95 in the U.S. Please visit us at HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608. That's 908-691-2608. See what our powder, seeds, and oil can do for you at HempUSA.org.
3: The home of Cutting Edge Talk Radio, online, worldwide, at oraclebroadcasting.com.